Right, good morning. Actually, you know what? That doesn't even begin to describe today. Today is a great morning. So turn to the person next to you and say, great morning. I'll tell you what, the scene just now just fills my heart with joy to see seven young people up here declaring their faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and being baptized. It's just the most amazing, amazing thing. I'm going to read to you from John 1, 1 to 5. In the beginning, there was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made by Him, and nothing was made without Him. In Him there was life, and that, that life was the light of people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overpowered it. I want to take you on a little journey with me this morning. Do you want to come on a journey? Right. I'd like you to close your eyes, please. Come on, even those old and cynical ones. Close your eyes. And I want you to imagine with me an amazing garden full of colour. Can you see the flowers? Can you see the birds? Can you see their vibrant wings? Can you see the animals? Can you hear the birds' songs? Can you feel the sun on your face? It shines orange. It shines every day. And as it sets in the evening, the horizon is just bursting with pink and orange in colour. There's every type of exotic fruit tree hanging over a crystal clear stream with sweet water running through it. Now imagine that there is a boy and a girl who are so very much in love and they get to live in this garden. Now imagine that this young couple so in love get to walk through the garden in the cooling evening breeze and they happen to bump into their, their father and just have a chat. Now imagine for me that that same young couple, so in love, so carefree, getting tricked, going and doing the one thing that would see them thrown out of the garden and allow darkness to enter the world. It seems so far-fetched, doesn't it? And yet we've all done it. The world is not as God intended it to be. We messed it up. But he plans to make it perfect again. I want to show you some pictures. And I'm hoping for a certain reaction, but we'll see how that goes. If we can get them up on the screen, that'd be fantastic. They're on those screens, great. Okay, that's the... You just watch them. I want you to tell me what you see. Are we flicking through? <laughs> Children, what can you tell me about those th- about those pictures? They what? They're colourful. There was, how many pictures were there? How many pictures? Three pictures. Were there three pictures? Why would you say there were three pictures? Why would you say there were three pictures? Anybody? Yeah? Because you counted them? How many slides were there? Six slides. Three pictures. Were they the same? Yes. 
Were they the same? Oh, you see, I was hoping you were going to say yes then. Because although they're the same scene, one's in black and white and one is in... We're not getting the full deal at the minute. The world is not as God intended it to be. Just like those pictures, the black and white image and the color image. The one with the, isn't it beautiful, the one with the the blue lagoon and the little boat sitting there? Which one would you rather go on holiday to? The color one or the black and white one? We're getting the black and white version of life at the minute. We were until Jesus. God sent Jesus to put the light back into the world. Children, I'd love you to do something with me for a minute, so if you'd stand up for me. For those who are not so young children anymore, if you'd stand up with me as well, that'd be fantastic. I've got a little activity that I'd like us to do, and it goes like this. It says, when I, when I asked Jesus how much He loves me. He said this much. Sit down for me, would you? (gasps) Up and down. So why? Why Easter? Why would anybody love us to the point of death? To the point of death on a cross, as we heard on Friday night, and some of you may not know, the cross is the, the worst death that we can possibly live. It's the worst thing that man has ever come up with. So why would Jesus choose to do that? Because he loves us. I'll say it again. Because he loves us. Because he wants to win our hearts so that we can live, and I mean really, really live, In him there was life, and that life was the light of all people. He came to banish the darkness and death, and now in him there is life, and that life can be the light of all people. Of which people? All people, fantastic. I'm just going to have a little look back here, because I left a few bits and pieces here. Oh yes, they're still there. I was worried Paul might have eaten them while he was waiting. What's that? An Easter egg. You know what? When Jesus went to the cross and when he rose again, he wants to give us a gift. The whole idea of a gift is that it's something for? It's something for? For? For free. We don't have to pay for it, do we? Under 18s, I'm looking for the first hand. Who wants this? Do you want it? Do you have to pay for it? There you go. You know, that's an Easter egg, and as much as I love chocolate, and I've given up chocolate for Lent, and I promise you I'm going into withdrawal symptoms now. Um, For many people, that's what Easter is. Easter is about a cute little bunny and some eggs left on the morning of Sunday. What's that? An egg. Why do, you, why do you think eggs came into Easter? 
What else does that look like? A stone. You're right. It does. Doesn't that look like a stone? You know what? The stone has been rolled away. There's a story a little, from, from Sri Lanka. Little boy's got a, he's got a golden tooth. And this little boy is a Buddhist boy. And there's a Christian boy. And the Buddhist boy says to him, Look, we have a tooth of Buddha. And, the little, and he says to the little boy, What have you got? Just an empty tomb. And the little boy said, That's the point. That's the point. We don't have a bit. The tomb is empty. We have Jesus. What's the, that looks like a stone. What else does the eggs symbolize? New life. Way. New life. Exactly. You know, but the eggs, a funny thing, isn't it? It looks dead, just like a stone. Wow, okay. We need one. And if we leave it, then suddenly one day, crack! It could just open up and outbursts life. A chicken, yes. Please not when I'm eating my breakfast, though. When we think of Easter, what other pictures come to mind? Anybody? When we think of pictures, forget Easter, forget Easter eggs and bunnies. What other pictures come to mind? Yes. Jesus dying on a cross. Fantastic. Perhaps the cross. Perhaps the tomb. But you know, like the photos, that's not the full story. Yes, Jesus did die. Yes, he did take our sin upon him. But you know what? It's pretty well guaranteed that everyone will die. But for me, the really big thing about Easter and about the cross and about the tomb is that Jesus rose again. He came back to life. You know, we've been talking about journeys over the last 40 days, over this Lent period. Journeys of the heart. And as we know, all journeys need to have a destination. But for lots of people, the cross is the destination. But you know what? The cross is so not the destination. It's the beginning. It's a fantastic beginning. But the destination is something else. The cross is the mercy. But then he rose again, and that's the grace. He gives us life. Real life. And Jesus is desperate to give it to us. I'd like us to read together, if we can. John 10, verse 10. Jesus said, I come so you can have real and eternal life, more and better life than you could ever dream of. Than you could ever dream of. So you see, Easter is about life. This morning, and hasn't it been great, we've already spoken about the baptisms and the dedication, a celebration of life, isn't it? And of course, Easter eggs. You know, Jesus even called himself the bread of life. 
and young or old, male or female, no matter our creed or color, new to Jesus or a seasoned campaigner. He wants to give us life, life in full color with no edges. The gift is free, Jack. Hold the, hold the gift up, please. Hold the gift up. The gift is free. But we do need to respond. When I passed him the egg, what did he do? He had to come and receive it. He had to come and take it. We need to respond. You know, we can, we can go home, we can set a fire in the hearth, we can make ourselves nice and warm and comfortable. Or we can chase after the adventure that God has for us. The life that God has for us. Surely love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. We can have as much or as little as Jesus as we want. He's a perfect gentleman who will never force you into his path. But if you step into it, you will find life, real and eternal life, more and better life than you could ever have dreamed of.